Hello, welcome to my podcast. You already know who I am. My name is Toby Rotimi. I run a fashion label called Exclamations and I have been running this label for the past 16 years as a successful ready-to-wear label. So I think I know a thing or two. Today we are talking about the problems with bespoke. So this segment is dedicated to those geniuses out there who run bespoke labels and have been running them particularly in Nigeria, um, quite successfully. Thank you, guys. You guys almost single-handedly created the Nigerian fashion industry. But you know what? I know some of you are considering the transitioning, the big transition, transitioning from bespoke to ready-to-wear. I know the ready-to-wear model is not necessarily for everybody, but for those who are really considering it, this segment is for you. So we're going to jump right into it by considering the problems I believe exist in Bespoke in relation to the solutions that the ready-to-wear model presents, okay? Some of these problems are problems you are experiencing that you acknowledge to be an issue and some are silent problems that you don't even realize that just by the very nature of your business model you are experiencing and maybe you don't even realize that the ready-to-wear model will be a solution to this problem so whichever way you look at it um i think this is a segment that is made for you tailor-made for you (laughs) no pun intended anyway let's go straight into number one The first problem I find with bespoke is the problem of scaling. The very nature of bespoke, at least here in Nigeria, involves the business owner, the business manager, um, attending to clients one-on-one, consulting with clients one-on-one, and um, not being able to delegate the customer interface. Um, There are brands who have succeeded in doing this, but for the vast majority, the business owner is also the one that consults with customers in determining what they want and in interpreting their um, designs. This is a problem because it prevents you from scaling. Like, how do you replicate yourself? How do you scale yourself? How do you attend to one customer How do you attend to more than one customer at a time? How do you attend to customers who are not even in the same physical region as you? I know people in Nigeria have suggested that they are experts at um, creating pieces for, you know, custom-made people for pieces for people who just send their measurements and then they go ahead and make it. But this is not the best case scenario. This is not best practice anywhere in the world for bespoke because every practitioner, every bespoker has their own way of taking this measurement and has their own way of interpreting what works for a customer beyond just seeing figures on a sheet of paper or a picture. Unlike ready-to-wear where you can scale your business, whether you're scaling the number of pieces you are making per season or you're scaling your space or you're scaling the number of stores that you have, unlike the ready-to-wear model where you can pretty much scale either the number of pieces that you make per season you can scale your space by expanding the physical space or you can even scale your space by opening more stores 
It really doesn't matter how you intend to scale. You do not need to replicate yourself. You simply need to hire right. And the customer interface can be delegated without diminishing the customer experience. The other disadvantage or the other problem I find with this book is that you can't plan. Like I am a control freak uh, personally. I need to know exactly what I'm doing each season. I need to have been able to plan for the coming season to anticipate the customer, the, um, customer demand and to even be able to influence it. I do this by creating designs, creating campaigns, having the designs in the store and giving the customer those options when they walk through my door. I need to be able to plan even the kind of experience the customer will have when they come to my store. I need to be able to even target the kind of customers that I want for my brand. You can't necessarily do this with this book because it is really hinged on individuals coming in and telling you exactly what they want. The other problem I find with this book is it, in, it undervalues the value. It undervalues my time. That your time as a business owner should be very strategic, trying to create opportunities for your business, create direction for your business, also trying to create a brand for your business. This really is the heart of what the business owner should be doing. But if your time is really about interfacing with customers and acting as a salesperson 110% of your time, you will be ignoring the rest of your functions which are really important to the growth and value of your brand, of your business. Another problem I have with the bespoke model is the problem of the emergency culture we have in Nigeria. Now, the average bespoker in every other part of the world knows that the best practice for bespoke involves time. You need to give the process time to get the best out of it. Now, I know there are always situations where people want things in a hurry and then you have to put your entire team to it. But this process costs a lot. Well, here in Nigeria, we don't really value the bespoke model because it seems to be very much available, unlike other parts of the world where the bespoke service is very exclusive. In our part of the world, it is even more accessible than ready to wear. Can you beat that? So people undervalue it, right? People appreciate it, but they undervalue it. And because they undervalue it, you find a lot of people coming to you 24, 48 hours before their event with fabric, and you have to come up with a design, make it in a hurry, and ensure that it fits perfectly. The emergency culture, on the other hand, is a benefit for those of us in ready-to-wear. I want you to come in in a hurry. I want you to buy it now. I want you to want to wear it tomorrow. All of that feeds into my own business plan and allows me to take advantage of your impulse buy or of your emergency culture and grow my business. My last point in this first part series is it doesn't allow for you to fully enjoy the design's life cycle. Now, every design starts and almost dies with one customer. 
I have designs I have been making over and over again for the past two years, and they are still bestsellers because this particular design is a classic, and so the life cycle of the business is of the particular design is very long. But imagine I made this dress for just one person. How much could I possibly charge her? That would make sense to me. There are designs that I have made so much of, and with each one I have sold at full price, and I am still selling. Some I have tweaked, reinvented. Some I have repackaged it and sold it to a new demographic or sometimes introduced it to a new market. The life cycle of the business and the life cycle of the product are stretched because I'm able to do so much with it with this ready-to-wear model, something I could barely do if I was running this book model. So these are my points for now. I have so many other points and I will be discussing it in another part. But for now, know this. If you want to start all over again, this is the best time to do so. You want to transition from bespoke to ready to wear. There is absolutely nothing wrong with it and you will not regret it. There are baby steps you can take and we will discuss all of this, how you can transition. We will discuss this in the course, don't worry. But realize this, starting all over is not necessarily a bad thing. It's a good thing, especially when you're starting all over and starting right this time. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. Bye.